Hello again, listeners, subscribers, and especially those people checking us out for the first time. With you, as always, I'm Toptos, but today Annie's not available to us, and we have brought in, I we have brought in, but I am chatting with a very special guest. Uh, longtime listeners will remember her from Season 2, Episode 9 from February of 2021, so that's well over two years ago. Joining us from Toronto, I am so happy to be talking again to Lady Citra. Well, awesome. It's so great to be here. It's been a long time. I was just thinking about how long it's been since I've been on this show. And yes. it was such a fun time the first time. I'm expecting to be bit. entertained. <laughs> and we, we always <laughs> promise to have you back. And it's always kind of been uh, on the, the agenda. So why not bring you back as a guest host, especially while we're in a period of the show where we're we've been calling it the nylon block i don't know if that's love it not creative but it was it was nylon month in late april so we have nothing better to call it because it just well really i took over it said we're doing nothing but <laughs> nylons <laughs> well technically every month is nylon month <laughs> every month is nylon month for you for sure um you know that that is your world nylons rock it is that's, Rock, singular, nylons rock, right? Nylons rock, because I'm, I'm a big lover of rock YouTube. music. <laughs> yes, lover of, uh, practitioner of. Um, rock so music I, and nylons and all of it together. Can't complain about that. So, uh, again, I'm so happy to have you back. Um it has been too long. It's not like we haven't talked a little bit, but, you know, really, uh, the generic, what have you been up to in the past two change years? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, COVID did that thing to us. And then um, yeah, just pretty much been going back and forth because uh, I'm lucky enough to be a snowbird. So I live in Canada in the nice weather. And then I go down to Florida in the nice weather. So I'm always escaping the snow and the heat, and it's perpetual summer, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> perpetual summer for somebody who loves to wear nylons as much as you, though. That <laughs> almost seems, but you don't, yeah, you avoid the Florida summer. Although the, yes, the, that, the Toronto that's summers, brutal. <laughs> the Toronto summer is not, not what, what a lot of our... Uh, listeners south of the 48th parallel would think no it gets, it gets warm hot yeah yeah we get we do get humidity we got the lakes all around us so it does get warm but that's just when you put on a sheer pair right <laughs> absolutely absolutely so i did mention uh your youtube how long have you been doing that for now oh my goodness so i think i started that one about three years ago so oh, it, it would have been just like before, maybe six months before. It was fairly new when we talked to you. Yeah, it was. I was very, I was very new at a lot of this online kind of stuff, <laughs> for sure. Like it was before this, I was in the fitness industry, and now I I've taken a turn, and it's 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 fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's a lot of fun. This is the uh, full-time profession for you now? It sure is. Well, we also own um, houses in Florida that we rent out. So we have rental homes. So we're kind of in the, you know, real estate, kind of get get as much as land as we can. And, um, and we also have a tanning salon, actually. <laughs> so we have other businesses as well. And then this is pretty much what I spend most of my time focusing on. And uh, you do devote a lot of time. I know, and I think I follow you on two platforms primarily and, uh, you know, pop in and on YouTube, but not like in a subscribe way. My apologies. Um, I don't subscribe to anyone on YouTube. It's not personal. No, it's okay. <laughs> but you are always putting out content. Um, yeah, I'm, 
I, I mean, I'm a, you're never as consistent as you want to be, but I mean, I try. <laughs> it's fun. Like, it's just something that's, I don't know, like, I like the entire process of content creation, not just like little pieces of it. So obviously certain things I prefer, like I do love the editing part of, of my content creation, but, you know, getting up, getting dressed up and snapping those photos and I'm playing around with cameras and that technology is just a lot of fun for me. So it's like a perfect world right now. You, um, when you do your photography, you're uh, tripod and remote or somebody else or. I do all my own photography, um, pretty much using my iPhones and my DSLR cameras. I've, I, I find that the iPhone just seems like to be and obviously a lot easier, but at the same time, like I find the quality is actually starting to catch up with DSLR in a lot of ways. So with my photography, I, I, I've, I have done videos with photographer uh, pictures and images with photographers and videos with videographers in the past. That was probably about 15 years ago, I would say. That was like when I just started kind of meddling into the fetish world. And I actually ended up doing a foot fetish video with another lady. And it was, we ended up in the bathtub. <laughs> and she had a ball gag. <laughs> so it was one of those <laughs> nights, right? <laughs> Get together, pantyhose. <laughs> Would finish suddenly you're in the bathtub with ball gag yeah that was, sounds like saturday night yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i don't know if that answers your question but <laughs> <laughs> did i have a question i don't i don't remember the question <laughs> i think it was just a generic what have you been up to <laughs> um yeah, the so you you said you enjoy editing but um well are you talking about photography or your YouTube or a little both? Uh, probably both, but mainly video. Yeah, so editing and like, yeah, just like the behind the scenes, like, I guess the part that most people hate. Well, it's funny. We were talking to a different guest a couple weeks back and she accidentally stumbled into a style on her YouTube where she would end up recording a voiceover on the whole thing by accident because basically she couldn't do something in one take or there was some background noise. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting that accidentally became her pro her um, process and therefore kind of a signature. So oh, nice. what's, what is um, for those people who are not subscribing to your YouTube, um, which they should be. Yeah. Um, Subscribe so now. <laughs> what's your um what, what's your sort of process on youtube i i know you do a lot of things but you, you do sort of have at least your bread and butter is, is your try-ons in a sense right yeah the reviews the try-ons i started doing some just like basic asmr stuff nothing with like fancy microphones or anything but it like just like the the sounds of nylons got me a lot of attention so i started doing more of the asmr um but more of like more of a casual type, not like the intense like ASMR that like literally puts you in the zone. It's more like just the popping sounds, the you know, you love the sounds of nylons whenever you put them on. So I figured, you know what, why not stop putting music over that, which I used to edit music over my try-ons, and I decided just to make sure that the audio was as crisp as possible and um people started to like that. So I've got a bit of that too. Um, my shorts that I do pretty much are just a bit of, you know, trending TikTok style stuff along with try-ons. And um, I started grounding actually. Um, yes, I've been recently. seeing a lot of that. Um, I don't know if it's originally from your TikTok. I'm seeing it on your uh, your Instagram my, reels. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the line these days is blurred between TikTok and Instagram. Uh, yeah, it really is. It's like, you know, but 
it's you're getting two different audiences which is fabulous so because <laughs> i know that a lot of people just like pick one or the other whereas when you're a creator you kind of throw your net a little bit wider mm-hmm. but um i'm finding a lot of success on instagram as well so um yeah you said that trending trending tiktoks what's what's trending for the the nylon fetish world if you can call it that or the nylon interested community i guess on tiktok you can't say fetish you get thrown out but uh, yeah the uh our community on tiktok what what's i mean first and foremost i don't i haven't been on tiktok a bit i do have an account over there yeah um i would notice unfortunately i would notice that trending meant that 17 things in my scroll would be using the same audio and i'd kind of go insane as just a right viewer only right but one what's trending and two how fast does that stuff turn over oh it turns over fast especially on tiktok like literally you have to be like doing your research weekly if not like daily in terms of those like training sounds and stuff like that mm-hmm. in terms of the nylon niche right now i always find like heel dangling type of videos the grounding that i'm doing like on tiktok you have to make an excuse to show your feet <laughs> okay i i so, get yeah so i've decided that i'm gonna take my interest in grounding and that part and i'm gonna mix it with my nylons and you know you start to mix things in so that you don't get canceled right right. because <laughs> they yeah. cancel you a lot the for lot. showing my, your feet like my, uh, my instagram lie has always been let me tag as many of the um the hosiery companies, the shoe company, the the jeans or the the dress. Yes. Because so then it's fashion legit. influence. And fashion influence is legit. Foot yes. fetish is not. And they keep they catch on, right? <laughs> Eventually they catch on to stuff too. But well, like... I mean they took one of the great hosiery companies that we had that had a a following and a a presence on Instagram, yeah. um Kixies and just threw them off the platform. <sighs> So Confirm. it's happening to businesses too. Yeah, full blue check page business like, with um with what? with taggable content, like um taggable no. store, and boom, they just said, Nope, we don't like what you're doing. Too much feet. I don't know exactly. Too much legs. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because they followers. Just... Yeah, you never know why. Like, I mean, I just lost my my first Instagram account, like the about a month and a half ago at 62,000 and which took me I guess three years to build and it's like I started being really tame and I'm I feel like I'm being too tame but it's like how do you still keep this platform like this page that you've built and that you've worked so hard on Mm. without you know, being too conservative, but also without crossing the line. But I think that that line is just, it's just subjective of whoever's going to review you at that time. <laughs> the, the pro is the con of Instagram, that it is the best place for you to create a presence to yeah. advertise what you're doing. But if your page is simply advertising what you're doing, then you're not making contact content for Instagram. You're advertising content from other places, and that's absolutely what they don't want. Forget right. the fetish. Forget the sex. They simply don't want to be, even though they created themselves to be. They really pushed hard for companies, corporate entities, to be able to basically get free advertising yeah. by creating a presence on Instagram. And then they, they issue it at the same time. I, I think Mark Zuckerberg is completely schizophrenic. Yeah, I I probably think that he is too. Like it's, but also when you have all that money, you can just do whatever you want and how you feel that day. So I don't know. It's, uh, you know what? Like when it comes to like sex work, I think that it's, it's, it's literally the base of so many things that if they just canceled it all, like it would cause a lot of problems 
especially for the boys. <laughs> right, and the the I can get my um, I can get my porn for free on Pornhub crowd always forgets. Even if you're seeing it on Pornhub, it was created somewhere commercially. Right. You know whether whether that mean in a commercial studio or simply for sale or it's hosted free in parts on Pornhub so that you can get more. It's always been commerce. Yeah, it's it's a big money maker. So, but it's just I guess politics once again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> But you know what, uh, like what you do is you just get up and you start another Instagram account like you have, I've seen, yeah, done uh, multiple times. It's like, like you just get back on because they ain't going to fucking get rid of us. Sorry. <laughs> no, got to keep going. You got to like, especially like you, you put in so much time and effort and it's also just like part of who you are and something that you're passionate about like why let someone else tell you that it's wrong yeah and that's that's this podcast you know this is this is the passion photography is the passion um but you know i need to show it off somewhere and i mean i guess people find podcasts on their own but it's a lot easier if you can uh, promote it and tell people what you're doing Um, yeah the same with um, I remember a conversation we were having a couple of years back and you were having, we were talking about, we weren't even on YouTube yet. And you were talking about the monetization issues. Oh yeah. It's getting worse. Yeah. We're still not monetized on YouTube. Um, who knows if we'll ever get monetized mm-hmm. on YouTube. Cause even if we pass the insane thresholds, will they they'll just the choose not to mm-hmm. because we're a fetish podcast and every episode that we do is marked explicit. So we have to be. Yeah, and anything age-restricted is never monetized. Well, then, you know, we could pass all the hurdles in the world and not a single episode of ours will ever be monetized because I want to say fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they just started that in, on, on YouTube. I had a, uh, a video a few weeks ago that they demonetized because I said the word fuck. And that was the only swear word I said in the whole, like, 10-minute video. But they demonetized me for it, which was... The video or your account? The whole no, they demonetize just videos. Well, it's not like they they demonetize; they just don't ever monetize it. So because my channel is monetized, I can go and put my stuff in, and if the computer finds anything wrong with it, then it will say I have to put it in for review. I put it in for a review, and literally ninety percent of my stuff on YouTube right now is not even monetized, and it's pretty tame. Like, I feel like my stuff is pretty tame. Like, you can't show your feet for longer than, like, two seconds, probably. But, like, I try to cut out any, like, upskirt stuff that might happen when I'm trying on a pair of panios. But they just, they're, yeah, the monetization is so strict. Now, I think advertisers probably are just saying, no, we don't want anything that is even an inkling of, you know, anything sexual. I wish that those companies would um, look into adult advertisers. I know they would make a fucking load, like shitload of money. It's crazy because, and like, it doesn't even have to be like um, anything too crazy, like a sex no. store. It could be like, it, I mean, it could be your basic sex store. What Adam and Eve, I think, is probably the most yeah. popular one online. Um, but it also could be a regular old company who doesn't mind an adult audience like yeah, because that's their target audience <laughs> tar- taco bell has a target audience of stoners they oh, make nice. no bones about it that is that is their target audience we're open at 2 a.m when you are too shit wrecked to figure out anything else to eat that's that's their entire business model do you think they care if they're advertising on a foot fetish podcast no on a, on a youtube channel showing off pantyhose I mean, they're... I know, like, and yeah, like, I can't get any of my videos paused anymore. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm tame. Like, so I just like kind of have this attitude of, you know what, like, I'm going to stop caring so much about what YouTube thinks and whether it's monetized or not, I'm going to just do it the way I want to do it. And, and I want to show my, my fans and my subscribers what they want to see. 
and it's like okay not everything they want to see well <laughs> yeah that, that's what only fans is for like, that is exactly <laughs> so you brought up the grounding thing and i just kind of said yeah i've seen those but i don't know that our audience has or is familiar with the concept so why don't you tell me about that okay so grounding is pretty much just the fact that the earth is like got all this energy inside of it and that us just by wearing shoes when we're outdoors blocks healing properties that the earth is giving us so it's a very like i'm a i'm a yoga teacher a fitness instructor yoga teacher so it's a very you know spiritual kind of idea but it's also physics at the same time it's the energy that just heals you in certain ways so when you go out you can stand on in sand on any kind of unsealed surface so in my backyard we have like travertine stones so you can actually stand on that you can lay on it you can sit on it in the grass on dirt anywhere that's just the natural earth and you're making contact with it literally it has healing pro like properties that will help reduce stress will help um lower pain all of that kind of stuff so i kind of take my yoga experiences that i've had in the past and i use it in my grounding they say that the 30 minutes a day of grounding can literally improve the quality of your life so i'm not one on a lot of you know call that eastern theory yes um a little bit of a buddhist um or a little bit of a well, I think they're one and the same. I'm a yeah. little bit of a believer in Buddhist philosophy, which I think to any Buddhist makes you a Buddhist. <laughs> not the best Buddhist, but I, you know. I love it. Like, I'm so dying to go to, like, a Buddhist temple one day. That's, that's on my, my bucket list. <laughs> but even if you don't want to subscribe to energies, not that the, the earth and the solar system and everything else isn't full of constantly moving particles and there's energy everywhere, just think of it as as our listener you know if you're thinking what is this crazy teacher person into have you <laughs> ever put your bare feet in the grass and you just feel better about it yeah Toes in the sand everybody loves yeah. that feeling that's and, that's it and that's, that's why intention yeah it's a way to connect with the earth it's just a way to like i mean in the end we all are one like as the whole universe so connecting and not putting these artificial barriers between you and the earth is is very powerful thing but uh with the caveat nylon doesn't count well see now the nylon is more porous than like socks and shoes so technically you can even wear a t-shirt and ground if you're lying down it just won't be as powerful as if you were i guess stark naked lying on the ground (laughs) you know what i mean well, there is like depends on shoes. how private your yard is. Yeah. Well, I have a pretty private yard back here in, in Canada. So we're in the forest. So we kind of can do things like that. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's obviously more to be like completely nude and laying in the ground. Will, you will get the complete benefits of that. But not many people have a chance to do that kind of uh, grounding. Mm. You just put something in my head, not to be we don't <laughs> be terribly topical because we we enjoy people listening to these episodes whenever they catch them. But you mentioned the forest, and you are you know you are a lot farther south, but uh, you've been having, um, especially on the Ontario Quebec border, some terrible terrible forest fires that those of us in the Greater New York City area have been suffering from because of strange weather patterns that have been just banking down the smoke at the edge of the water yes i haven't seen anything around where i am because i'm like ontario like kind of about an hour away from toronto so i'm close but yeah not like right in toronto but, right um, and these these fires are to the north and i think significantly yeah east of yeah 
and I've heard terrible things like people just having to stay inside because the air quality is just awful. It's like, yeah, but hopefully like, you know, like, like this usually also happens in LA a lot too, but more so in the dead of summer. Yeah. It seems early to be I've, happening. I've done some reading on it. Um, and I think the the fires are not abnormal up there. Um, and I think that the thing that actually makes it, I don't want to say there's anything good about a, a forest fire, but they're, they're natural. They, they reset the, uh, the earth and the plants and right. nitrogenate the soil. It's, it's common and it's normal. They're at 10 times what they would normally be for this time of year for that region. Um, the good thing is that region is, as so much of Canada is, so vastly uninhabited so very few to no people have been displaced to my knowledge no one has been hurt firefighters included yeah definitely has died yeah but that also being that it's in the wilderness probably makes it a lot harder to fight yes yes but we are we are not uh, the the firefighting podcast here but it just yeah uh, you know i had when when i when I first heard about them, I I thought about you, and I think you were actually when they first started happening, you were still in Florida. Um, yeah, I was dealing with the hurricane from last year. We had like severe damage to our area, yeah. so we've been fixing up our properties down in Florida. So it went from hurricane to fires. <laughs> the The natural disasters of these world of this world is starting to become a little bit scary. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, and there seem to be following the viruses. You around, so why don't you not come out my way, please? I know. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, I would. I would love to see you. I would love to, uh, to to have you come down this way. I don't know if you uh, you travel in the New York area all that often. Uh, I haven't been to New York since oh, probably about I would say six years now. But um, I love the food in New York. Oh, I love the food in New York. I haven't been to New York in six days. Six days. <laughs> six days. <laughs> like, Do you like love that? Actually, you... Literally, literally in Manhattan. <laughs> no. Oh wow, that's like a. It's a lot. See, I'm a. I'm more of a country girl, I guess. Like I like, you know, trees and cats <laughs> and wine <laughs> and less people. You know. Mm. I'm not your like cats, that. your your famous photo and video bombing cats. <laughs> they are. I love cats. Come on, are you a cat lover? I'm an animal lover. I think yeah. all around. Yeah, you like the dogs better. I've always owned. No, actually, I've owned a cat and dogs. So, you know, I'm I'm versatile. We'll say. Awesome. <laughs> I'll say I have cats in my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lately, you've uh, it's not even photobomb. You're full on espoused having the cats as part of your videos. Yeah, actually, you know, it's it's a marketing strategy. <laughs> I decided, you know what, I'm gonna just like not mention that I'm wearing nylons. Go into a completely different niche and see if people notice that I'm wearing nylons. Like I don't use any hashtags or anything that in, that says anything about the nylons. I'll just like talk about my cats, and it's 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 actually working. Cats is the beard against the uh, the terrible policy. There's, there's a lot of dudes out there and the ladies that love nylons that love cats too. Cats don't love nylons, though. That I feel that that's no. a detriment to your nylon collection. They are both like the claws and the cat hair. <laughs> oh, yes. But I shaved my cat. I gave him a lion cut, and now that like there's no cat fur at all. So if anyone out there listening that has like a long-haired cat, give them a lion cut, and you will not see cat fur all over your clothes or all over the floor. So it works. Life advice from Lady C. <laughs> shave your pussy. <laughs> or you can we... just trim. The, you just trim it if you like to. <laughs> Shaved, trimmed, whatever, whatever suits you. Whatever mood you're in that day. 
why don't we take a quick break and hear from a sponsor if we still have one and um, (laughs) we'll get back to you in 60 seconds or less and we're back with my special guest host lady citra talking all things feet nylons weather real estate and whatever else pussies and and shaving your pussy of course (laughs) um so i noticed recently and and i asked you about this but we'll we'll retell it for uh, the sake of our audience uh that on your probably instagram and twitter uh, probably something deeper on your uh, more adult locations um you know i'm sitting there and you've got i'm uh, looking at some of your posts and you know calf ankle foot nylons bracelet key keys <laughs> more keys a so, girl's got it got a hard job sometimes <laughs> tell us about this this new trend <laughs> is it new or is it just that you're uh, putting it out there more <laughs> It, it's not new. It's just I decided that, you know, let's uh, let's get, you know, let's share my love for chastity. <laughs> um, like I was telling you before, I was a, a professional dom in Toronto for about six to seven years. Um, I guess it would have been about a decade ago now. And um, I used to lock up some of my subs. Um, and I kind of always had that fetish that I took with me once I left the in-person sessions. And I just kept it in my relationships. And it was, um, it still is something that just excites the hell out of me. <laughs> and it's all about just like, Locking up the boys and uh, making them break, in a sense. Not like breaking their spirits, per se, but just breaking their usual habits and and just teaching them who's boss. So that became like something that I decided to pretty much add into all of my content recently. And I see you noticed. I did. I did. I know the. Um, I know the the not so subtle. I guess it's 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 an if you know you know. Yeah, if you know you know. Situation. If yeah. you don't, you're not gonna report me, right? Because it's just, right. You know, it's a key. How can I get into trouble for a key? <laughs> but no, it's it's just a very exciting fetish um, for me. It's it's a fetish that I think is making a bit of a comeback or made a bit of a comeback during the um the the pandemic era. I guess we're still sort of in the pandemic era. We're just yeah now probably because um, people were locked up already, so they might as well do it. Like I don't know, but it's what... it's something that can be played with remotely. That is correct. It's it's a a distance play. Yes. And that's and but it's also a, it's also like well that there's that fear of oh my god will I ever get out of this? <laughs> it depends on uh, whether you feel like spending eighty five <laughs> cents to mail it to the key back. <laughs> oh no, this a this breaking a contract means you're spending more than that. <laughs> Well, I meant your your eighty five cents postage to uh, get back their keys so they can be unlocked. Yeah, and oops, maybe I lost the key. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which one's yours? I have seven of that brand. <laughs> I know you got to start like labeling them and everything. It's like. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how many how many cage subs are you currently holding? Right now, I have. Um... I'm counting nine. Looks like you're running out of fingers and toes. <laughs> well, I, I I hang them on my necklaces and my bracelets, and even on my garter belts. Now I like to hang my keys, but yeah, I have nine active, or shall I say inactive, <laughs> <laughs> boys that are um, 
just loving it and so am I which it's like the perfect thing <laughs> so it, oh good it, it goes like hand in hand with the whole tease and denial kind of um play as well as like a lot of sissification the cage and sissification and the the feminization go together because I have a lot of like cross-dressers too that just love it and I love that too because you know me I like to dress up so why not dress someone else up and then cage them and you love nylons and and they do is, too and you know yeah, how that's, that's <laughs> like, right there with the sissy world you know I, I can't imagine a well-dressed sissy who is not wearing some sort of nylons exactly and then there's a cage underneath most times so what's um so nine what how many of them are uh you know in in this i don't want to say full but you know are in the 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 sissy world too um oh actually i would say a good 50 percent like half of them like are that's where they feel the most comfortable and it's not that they're even trans, it's that they're just men that like to cross-dress and they're still like, yeah, I'm, I'm always learning more about this community and I love it because I chat with them just about like all sorts of things in their lives because I'm very inquisitive and I want to know it because like I can't imagine what it must feel like to not be able to dress the way you want to just because of your gender hmm. because i can wear a t-shirt i can wear a suit if i want like pantsuit if i want and i like most times as a woman we don't get judged by well we get judged the other way if you look too skanky but we don't get judged when we dress like a guy because like we can wear some jeans and boots and those rock shirt and look just as hot and <laughs> so I but I know you too well if you're wearing jeans and boots and a rock t-shirt you've got some <laughs> nylon sticking out the, the rips in the jeans there's Come always on. nylons underneath always you got it like especially with ripped jeans like it's just like the perfect little accent having some nice maybe a, a colored pair of nylons underneath the jeans <laughs> so yeah like I'm really enjoying the fact that I came out with this part of my fetish because I've kind of kept it like within my relationships since I used to do it like in person with people. So, yeah, that's why to me it, it was something new, something I, I noticed that was that was coming in that was the, different. Yeah. yeah, that was showing up in your content, at least, um, you know, I do. I, I have the inside information, you know, an entire other interview of you and uh, talking yeah. to you for a few years. I know you're kinky as fuck, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't have the complete list of uh, Lady Citra's kinks. And uh, oh. to see that one pop up <laughs> was, um, was something absolutely <laughs> worth asking. And there's more kinks than that. I'm just like revealing them slowly, you know. <laughs> so are you... And you can you can be honest, even if the answer is no. Are you a regular listener of the podcast? I haven't listened probably in the last year, I would say. Um, but before then, I was listening a lot. So spank me if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a harder fetish to uh, to do remotely. Um, you know, I have to mail somebody a paddle and then and your address. <laughs> Well, I can make you a video if you need one. <laughs> but the reason I asked is uh, Andy and I did an entire episode where we um, spent the entire hour taking or maybe 45 minutes taking and a little while discussing our answers to um, the infamous BDSM test. BS Are you familiar with it? The BSM test. B BDSM test. BDSMtest.org. It has been around for... I feel like as long as the internet, but at least a good 10 years. And um, it's a 70 something question battery that is supposed to then kind of rate you on all the various kinks that at least it's <laughs> calibrated to, uh, to, to report to uh, oh a lot more in, in DS dynamics a little, but a little bit into, 
you know, kinks and fetishes. Um, and well, I was wondering if you had ever experienced it, but you're not familiar. Nope, so, but I will be so that's your new homework. later. <laughs> that is your new homework because <laughs> what's amazing is if you're in the kink community for any length of time. Um, and when I was active in the out of the house play, you know, pick up play dungeon scene kind yeah. of, I would take that like clockwork every six months to the to a year. And mm-hmm. be amazed at how much your interests shift. Yes. Kink is so fluid. It um, is. And always learning more interesting kinks. Um, yeah. We all have our we all have our root favorites, you know. Yes. I'm never not gonna be a foot guy. I'm never not gonna be into nylon. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had my phase where I was really deeply into bondage and it's something I still enjoy but it's not something I practice on the regular um you know and so many other things come up and you're like ooh, that's interesting I want to try that and I think that's what keeps it exciting as well it's like an evolution almost like absolutely you just like you just start to explore because I guess you also get less fearful of it as, yeah, as I you because think... you start off, most people will start off kind of tame and then kind of build their way up to more intense kind of things. But yeah, you don't see too many people saying, "Oh, you know what? I think I'm into kink. I might be submissive. Let me uh, <laughs> let me get into caged knife." <laughs> You'd be surprised how many like people want to like get a caged key holder for like their very first time being caged. It's oh, like, I don't know if I recommend that for you right now. <laughs> that's a bit dangerous. That's a, that, that leads into a <laughs> lifestyle change. Yes. Um, and, yeah. and you got to be really careful because like people will get triggered a lot too with certain things. A lot of us have these fetishes from some certain traumas in our lives. So it's how we either play it out or how we heal from it. Absolutely. And so when you're exploring that and when you're trying to just like, you know, discover what's going on with you, you got to like be very aware of your triggers. And, and when I'm, when I'm, when I have someone's key, I'm always making sure that, you know, everything's good, but they know like that there's the safe word they know that if anything happens at any time they can come to me and i i'm a human i will be sympathetic and like deal with aftercare everything like that so it's um just with any type of play whether you're doing it professionally or just at home you have to be very very careful of triggers and I can only imagine what kind of trigger you would get if you're caged up and there's not much you can do about it at that moment. Yeah. So some something like that can be very dangerous if you're exploring it for the first time with somebody who is remote. If, yes. If you're not immediately accessible to them, that, that can be problematic. But yeah, it, it's obvious from the last 14 seconds of this conversation that you you have the ethics. Uh, one, you did it professionally, but that doesn't necessarily mean... You're the most ethical person in the world. Right. You, you understand the, the ethics and the obligations of, of being a good dom. Yes. You know, yeah, because hugely important um, in any kind of play. Some people, it's always amazing. Some people think that you know, oh, consent doesn't matter. This is this is not a you know a um, a hard play. You know, we don't need to say for it. This is not a hard play. Yeah. 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 No, that's not like. And I've even had people in the past say, I don't want a safe word. I don't want a safe word because they want to push their boundaries. But as just like, it's almost like having your smart serve. <laughs> you know, you see someone drink too much. You're like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you drive now or I'm cutting you off kind of thing. It's more like you, it's almost energy. I feel like it's, you feel that energy, even if you're remote, you can feel the energy in the person's words. Oh, and... no doubt. I had a, a sub get rather angry with me because I ended up safe wording them out of the scene when I was the top. 
but it was yeah. bondage and they were suspended and yeah. they were they were in a beautiful subspace and I was well aware of the the physiological issues that they were going through and said nope no this is you, you are done um yeah and it becomes a untying trigger. and lowering an angry sub gets a little uh hinky but you know we got over it <laughs> just wait but a after- bit before you untie them <laughs> yeah no and it becomes a trigger for myself too like i don't want to be in a space where anybody like where it's just too dangerous i mean like in my personal life like i must admit that there is a lot of play that is you know can be pretty dangerous like you know just you know choking and stuff like that and it's you know at in a certain point you're just like maybe this is just maybe even just too much for me at the moment so it can almost be a trigger on my end sometimes opposed to a trigger on the other person's end and so i don't know i don't know like the, the about un- the intense stuff yeah the the unrecognized emotional and sometimes physical toll of being the the top of the dom yeah cuz like i mean dude if the police show up at my house <laughs> okay like you know what i mean like things can like with breath play and stuff like that it can go wrong like i mean i don't know how how often it happens because it's probably never spoken about Mm. but you know it's also like things things that you do in the bedroom can change your life forever oh yeah so so i'm always like i do like i like to kind of push my boundaries but also play on the safe side in a lot of ways too so and I think that's where my empathy kind of comes in where it's like okay I can see that this isn't something's not right here and then that's when like you did I would kind of step back and say you know let's let's try something different (laughs) feather play (laughs) (laughs) which can be agonizing as well yes yes I am I am the world's worst um tickle sub not not my favorite thing to sub to i will try it uh but (laughs) i'm constantly worried not that it's going to be too much for me that my natural reactions are going to be to accidentally kick someone in the face really i don't but i I don't want to break noses from the bottom (laughs) would would, do you like tickling a girl like nylon feet like a girl's nylon feet would you like is that something that you enjoy because that's a huge fetish in the nylon world too oh yeah tickling the feet especially Um, the nylon toes i mean it just it it all depends on on the other party yeah it's gonna be consensual yeah it's gonna be consensual it's gonna be fun um or pleasurable at some point in the spectrum whether the complete release of control is the pleasurable part whether the tickling itself is pleasurable i mean there's all different places where you know the pleasure in tickling comes from yeah or most people who are very ticklish it's not the act of tickling but it is the uh the complete like letting go when they are absolutely just like nearly out of breath yeah Um, and that release of energy like after you have been tickled is like very relieving but during the tickling stages, like someone's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and I'm always worried if it's if it's rope bondage involved. Um, oh yeah. Whether there's just literally too much pulling on the ankles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I personally, I don't have a set, but I think to, for me to really explore some good hard tickling, I would want to get some leather cuffs. I think they're probably the most comfortable. Yeah. The, the least yeah. likely to to be harmful if the if the person's really resisting because I I do think mm-hmm. if I was going to get terribly hard into tickling that I think I would uh, have a tendency to be relentless enough that they they're going to be pulling <laughs> and, and spasming and such. Um, but in the in the short, do I enjoy you know a casual fun on the couch light tickle. Of the like, the play, yeah, yeah, oh, invariably, 
almost almost any time I end up with a pair of feet in my lap if if I'm not kind of going in into a like sniff kiss worship thing if I'm yeah. in a little more toppy kind of mood then yeah I certainly uh you know a grazed finger across and it's yeah it's it's fun it's beautiful it's great <laughs> <laughs> but you will not be the tickly well you know it's not that i'm not willing to try it i just i think it's a place where i don't really know where my limits are and i i worry yeah. about hurting the other person yeah, you know, that's maybe true. maybe I would need somebody with some bonded skills, or again, maybe investing in that pair of cuffs would work for both sides of that equation. Yeah, and having a time limit might be a wise thing too. Being like, okay, like <laughs> let's try this for just five or ten minutes this time and see. Yeah, well, I mean, I have a partner who who knows my no stop from my uh, no, please stop. Oh, okay, so there's no safe word. She just sees the 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 the, the eyes. <laughs> um, I have actually safe worded. There, there, there are there. There is a safe word, yeah. but uh, generally, you know, I think we have a good enough feel for each other that it it doesn't always have to come into play. Yeah, because there's almost an anticlimax if you have to use it. So you kind of want the person to feel your energy in order to know that, okay, that's enough for now. <laughs> yeah. You know, say, ending a scene with a safe word requires a lot of aftercare because it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a hard crash probably for both people. And I think it tends to have a yeah. disappointed feeling for both people. Oh, for sure. Especially when it's a like a, a business, like like as a pro dom, like when it's when someone's coming in and paying you for that kind of stuff, and then they have to shut it down. Like that's like not a fun time. Yeah, but it's necessary to like just be there. Yeah. Oh, it's it's absolutely. You know, that's the ethics of it. You you must, and uh, you know, I think it's a good idea in your personal relationships too. I, I yeah. kind of wish personal uh, societal relationships have safe words. Sometimes yeah. conversations are just going places. You just like to say ah bananas. <laughs> well, you know, or like the the wife will just give you an evil look. That's her safe word. Like stop talking about that. <laughs> just in general. I like to save word by coworkers sometimes. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. So, projects in the works. What have you got going on? So right now, I I am doing a lot of. Well, I just started this new fan page called Lemon Social. And it's Lemon Social. Lemon Social. So they they just launched, I think it was like mid-January. And so they are pretty much how do I say this? Okay. You're gonna have to do a lot of editing today. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no need to edit Rambo. You can say anything the fuck you want on this show. Okay. <laughs> I've been drinking wine. <laughs> okay. So they're literally the future of fan pages. So what we all know about what happened with OnlyFans, what, like about a year? was it, No, it's two years ago now, almost, right? Or was it last August where they decided that they don't want no sex workers anymore? Yeah. It the, was two Augusts ago? No, one? The the 17 OnlyFans knitters were ecstatic and then <laughs> yep <laughs> yet the whole thing plunged like they, they like had to get us back so quickly because they realized yeah. that we're their bread and butter well it but... was I think it was the banks that didn't want to do right content and um but I thought then, then I... they saw their bottom line and they're like ah, yeah okay we'll cave yeah, it's the it's you know the credit cards and all the banks and everything. But I also heard that they were trying to go um, public. Oh, okay. So yeah. that was part of it too. And if they're going public, they can't have a bunch of sex workers because you know. <laughs> anyway, but um, so when that happened, you know, like there was like this whole surplus of 
all these people wanting to start up fan pages because they saw that it was such a success. Yeah, and fans popped up. Stephanie Motto opened um, Unfiltered, which I've yes. been a member of for a while. How is uh, that? Is that a good one? Um, I'm not selling content, but I'm not really um, making too much content. Yeah. I, I haven't promoted it, I think, is, is part of it. Yeah, it's and like where your energy goes. There's a content maker. So, you know, I've had an account there for, for snooping on other people. And uh, yeah. until I figure out what exactly I want to put up there for content for myself, it's yeah. just not there. It's very passive. And it takes a long time to learn these platforms as well. Like, mm-hmm. So, so Lemon Social was just one of them. I explored a lot of other ones, like even like just the ones that had been there before OnlyFans. But um, Lemon Social is more like they have a metaverse. So their ideas of utilizing the metaverse in the sex work industry is like you could invite your sub to come and worship your feet in the metaverse. So when you and say have that, sessions. So like, what, sorry. At, so when you say this, we're talking like through spatial. VR hardware. Uh, it's through spatial. Have, are you familiar with the metaverse at all? I'm not really either, but I have one, no, and I'm I, trying to learn. <laughs> not terribly, but I I understood it to be a sort of VR world. Yes, but I don't know if it requires like actual the the VR headsets that are that all the different phone companies have or. No, it doesn't require it. You can just look at it on your desktop computer or on your phone. But if you have a headset, which I actually just ordered one. So I got one a couple of weeks ago. I just haven't played with it yet. But you actually slide your phone into it. Yes. And then you're like literally in the world, right? So that's something that I'm really interested in. Because, I mean, this is the age of, you know, cryptocurrency and metaverse and all of the new AI features and options that we have we might as well like go for it now and get familiar with it because i think that we're moving very quickly into that world so um lemon social was very attractive to me because they had a lot of ai kind of options you can do camming and you can have beauty filters at the same time so it's like you can roll out of bed (laughs) Turn on your beauty filter and say, come on, baby. (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know how well the the beauty filters work. And I was going to say that that almost (laughs) feels like catfishing, except (laughs) it's not if they're never going to meet you and the persona they're dealing with always has that filter on them. That that is what it is. We all... In the in the internet world, we all have our persona. We all have... For sure. And TikTok is like taking over the whole filter thing along with Snapchat. So it's like, it's almost something that like, I think the younger generation either once in a sense, not all the time, like, but. They're used to and they expect it. Yeah, it's an expectation. So I don't know. The whole AI thing is really exciting to me, even with like chat pot, like chat, chat bots and AI like changing my photos I've changed like like I'll put my photos through AI to like just get some really cool graphics and it's just a lot of fun so that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to really get into Lemon Social um it's it's not just for sex workers it's for any kind of industry that you're in but they don't care if you're a sex worker. They're all inclusive. They promise they're never gonna try go public without, like, without, like, like they, they, they literally their their motto is that the sex workers are there with us, and we're not changing anything about that. So, who knows if that's true? But I've met this. I've actually met the CEO because I've I've been part of Lemon Social since the beginning. So he had like this webinar in I think September of last year, and he's really a great guy. He answers like he answers my like messages. So it's like who am I like when he's like trying to build this whole platform? So yeah, I'm really I have a lot of faith in this floor. platform. But OnlyFans obviously is always going to 
maybe not always, but right now is the bread and butter for a lot of creators. Well, they're the name. They're the they're the Kleenex. They're the they porn. are. They're the they're OnlyFans. Everything else feels like a derivative of them. Right. Um, but you know, no, we're just scared. I think that people are just scared still about when OnlyFans is going to just. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they could survive the, without us, though, because we had as soon as already. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like, <laughs> who do you trust? But I guess that's just the life of of this, of just even having a fetish. Like, it's almost like you have to be secretive. You have to feel judged. Like, what? you don't have to, but that's how we all start. And then the more we learn and grow, we realize, like, who cares what everybody else thinks? Well, people but, like you, me this podcast only fans lemon social whatever we're we're changing that script and i, I, hope, I so. hope it sticks well uh, we're yeah. gonna get all your links up um so if you've awesome. got a link tree we'll get that up for the fans and you know if you're on lemon social look up lady citra if you're not go check out lemon social and look up lady citra because uh yeah metaverse um you, you, sessions now i don't know what you would refer to it as but uh you know the future is digital and it is. Uh, and lady citra is uh riding the front edge of the the digital fetish wave i'm um, the og <laughs> and uh 10 years from now when everybody's heard of this we'll remember that you were there first <laughs> good use my referral code <laughs> and use her referral code absolutely <laughs> You're going to Lemon Social for the first time. Use Lady Seacher's referral code because she brought us there. She brought this <laughs> to the attention of the show, which we didn't know. Seacher, <laughs> thank you so much for being here with me for this hour. It has gone by really fast. Yes, such a pleasure. Awesome chatting with you. Oh, you as well. Always great to talk to you. Um, as I said, links will be up on the podcast page at ohthosetoes.com. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, spending an hour or so with us. Um, thank you again, Cedra, for being here for this hour, uh, given any an opportunity to take care of something she needed to. Um, <laughs> I think we will be taking a week's break, but you could be pleasantly surprised if I'm wrong, but we might be a week's break, and then we'll be back as usual. And as always... For those of you masturbating to our voices this whole time, and we know Citra <laughs> has a beautiful one, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs>